Uh, we are joined by Mark Lynch, uh, the Vice President of Golf at First Tee Richmond in Virginia. Um, Mark, you'll be running the day-to-day -day operations, I guess, at, at Belmont Golf Course when it opens up uh, later this month. Yep. Um, Belmont Golf Course in Richmond is, is going to be part of the First Tee Richmond program, um, designed in 1917 by, by A.W. Hass. It was originally called the Hermitage Club. Um, Donald Ross had some, some design input a few years later. Um, the 1945 Richmond Invitational, Ben Hogan won that tournament in 1949. Uh, Sam Sneed won the PGA Championship there, which is the only, only major to be held in Virginia. Um, and right now, y'all are finishing up some renovations by the, the Love Golf Design Team, which is a, a Davis Love III uh, design group. Um, I guess, first of all, just we really appreciate you joining us on here. We, we're both from Virginia. Um, and William has actually some family still in Richmond. I went to college up near Richmond. So uh, tell us about, about the golf course. Now, first, thank you for having us on and giving us an opportunity to talk about what we're doing. Um, it's definitely different. You took a lot of my talking points by running that history out, but <laughs> I mean, that's all right. <laughs> um, yeah, so the course being built in 1917, obviously distance wasn't as big of a thing as it is now. Um, the property was maxed out for that course. Um, with the first tee programming, we wanted to find a way of being the future of golf as well as giving us an opportunity in another county to be able to reach out to the youth population there. So um, with that design mentality in mind, we took an 18-hole golf course, turned it into 12 revitalized original AW Tillian Haas designed holes. Um, we took two of the holes, old holes, and created a six-hole par three course, all based off of A.W. Tillian Haas designs uh, throughout the country, one from San Francisco Club, you know, one from Southford Ho, as well as one on property that we got rid of. And then the first four holes, which was a, a swath of land kind of the east, that became our driving range. It became a wedge range, two practice chipping green, three practice bunkers, just a, a really cool practice facility for an everyday kind of person that you'd find me you'd likely find it a high-end country club what's the uh before you guys got into to this and and the the renovations and bringing belmont back to life what's what's the golf scene like in richmond it's pretty strong and you know belmont has been a municipal golf course under henrico county since the 1970s uh, they have a very passionate following again more understanding the traditions and history of what the course is you know one of the oldest golf courses you said all the history you know we now have five hall of famers who have touched the property in one way or another so it, it is a very diverse group and it's obviously in the last year everybody said it it's just become more and more popular uh, with the population growing in a younger demographic the 20 to 30 year old single individual income um, that are working as a part of one of the top 10 growing cities in the country. That's brought a ton of opportunity for us as well. Uh, more charity golf tournaments. And what we found is a lot of people are like, I just want to be able to go play in the charity golf tournament, have a beer and just enjoy it for a little bit. Cause if not, I got to stay in the office. Nice. Uh, so Mark, who actually started the conversation about the renovation? Was it the city when uh or the county of Henrico when they had it or 
was it kind of the uh, first year of Richmond? So it, got that it ball really over. was, it was the county first. They were going to give up the golf course completely. There was talks of turning it into a, a park, an amusement park water park, a whole bunch of different options. Um, and then the Preserve Belmont group came along and really rallied around the golf course to try to preserve it and preserve the history that was there. Uh, the county put out an RFP process and our CEO, Brent Schneider, worked with a couple key individuals to kind of come up with this, this concept, this idea. And, you know, down the road in Charlottesville, about an hour Davis Loves Group just finished up Birdwood Golf Course renovation um, and saw a huge opportunity to to really drive this move forward. I know both of us being from Virginia and having having some ties with Richmond, where where I live right now, there's not a whole lot of options for me to go play golf, but I do try to get out as much as I can. But what are you guys expecting this summer after after you open up to the public? What are you expecting as far as the amount of people that you're going to get, the amount of rounds that are going to get played this summer? I think we're going to get a, a ton of interest. Um, our following on Instagram and Facebook and social media outlets has just been incredible. Um, people are really encouraged and excited at seeing what it is, seeing the course restored for those 12 holes back to what it was. And then a lot of people are excited that they can get out after work and actually get more holes in than they normally would maybe just rushing a nine hole or getting out to the practice course or, Hey, I only have 30 minutes. I can hit the six hole short course quick and be done. Um, you know, we have a lot of interest from folks that aren't currently golfers interested in our 18 hole putting course, 31,000 square foot putting green, 12 feet of elevation change across it. Um, just a quite a bit of a challenge people are going to find but why not have a beer on a Friday night and do that with your significant other and have a great evening or the kids or the family. Um, we, there's been a ton of interest and we want to make sure the biggest thing for us is that we're open and accommodating to everybody in the community. Our goal first is being a community environment, being the place that anybody can feel comfortable coming. You know, as you guys know, golf can be an intimidating sport sometimes when you walk up to some of the bigger, nicer, pricier clubs you have to wear a polo shirt. Like all we ask is just please wear some sort of pants and some sort of shirt and we're golden. Like go barefoot, have a great time, play music, you know, find what your connection to the game of golf is. And that's what we want to be the home for. Nice. So earlier you mentioned uh, Davis love the third and love golf designs uh, project in Charlottesville. Is that how you kind of got the ball rolling with him um, through that connect that Virginia connect Charlottesville being an hour away or did you have another connection to the love golf design firm? No, it, it came up through that connection. Um, again, one of the, the key partners that our CEO was in contact with, he had been a part of the conversations there and it was just like, they're here. Let's check it out. Let's do it. I mean, they did a massive renovation up at Birdwood. I'm excited. I haven't seen it since they've done it. I played the old course, but I mean, I saw the drawings and it looks incredible. I know everybody is, is is used to an 18 hole course and going to play nine or 18 holes, but kind of talk a little bit about the the uniqueness that of having a 12 hole course and the six hole par three and, and the putting course, was that kind of just a, that's the space you had to work with and, and that's the unique solution you came up with. How did that come about? It's, it's a balance uh, of one, the space, to making sure that we are able to run our programming. But the third part is, I mean, the biggest fight that golf professionals see is 
how do we get more people out when time becomes more and more tight for people on their personal time? So our 12 whole course, you can play a full length style course in two and a half hours in that 12. If you have time, we are getting rated by the BSGA, add the six hole course on at the end and you have an 18 hole round. So you can still put it in for a handicap service, finishing that up with them. And it's, you know, I think even with that, we're pushing the change of how the World Golf Handicap handicap system works moving forward and just kind of forcing that hand. Um, I think the USGA is completely on board. It's just obviously a big ship to turn really slow to make it accommodating. But um, we just wanted to make sure, again, that we have that opportunity. And for me as a golf professional, watching people grow, I mean, somebody that hasn't golfed before, start on the putting course. Once you're comfortable, go through some lessons, go out to the six-hole course, low stress, you know, anywhere from 60 yards to 150 yards if you're playing from the back. Um, a ton of time, a ton of opportunity, and just some fun out there. And then graduate to the big course and feel comfortable going out there knowing that you're going to at least be keeping up. Uh, Mark, where do you see uh, future of Belmont post renovation, say five years down the road from now? I mean, we're going to continue to expand, continue to grow in every way possible. Um, you know, from a learning and educational facility, obviously, we won't be able to expand the course at all, but I think we're going to be more of a common understanding throughout the nation. I think a lot of courses are starting to see the benefit of having, whether it's a short course or anything along those lines. I've read plenty of stories this past year that some of the ranges on private golf courses shut down and they built nine whole golf courses throughout the range just to have something quick, fun, some drinks, um, whatever the case may be. Cradle is a great one. Tiger just built the short course out in Pebble Beach. There's, this is the way forward. I mean, you can see it lit up in Europe and they're using it huge out there. So just a really cool way to still get some golf in, still not spend four or five, six hours on a course um, and get home and be able to do whatever you got to do. I know part of the, the big driving force behind this whole project was the, the first T program of Richmond, um, which William and I were talking before you got on here is one of the, one of the bigger first T programs um, around. And, and I know, um, we know a lot about that just because we didn't really have that program here, but just kind of give us, give us your plug for the, the first tee of Richmond program and, and how it's helping this project and how it's helping people get into golf just around the Richmond area. Yeah, I would, I would say the first tee program is a reason we're doing this project, not just helping the project. Uh, you know, for the first tee, our goal is not to build great golfers. Our goal is to build better people and develop life skills among the youth population. So, Yes, golf is a great aspect. We do make it affordable, you know, it includes everybody at this point, but our goal is to be based in our core values, honesty, integrity, sportsmanship, respect, courtesy, all those things tie together. There's, there's more, there's nine total, but I was going to list them all for you. Um, you know, that's the big thing. And the awesome part, you know, I've been working with the first team for five years. I came here because of the value-based organization. Um, I was actually active duty military prior to this, obviously a very big value-based organization. Um, and seeing somebody that's focused on that type of mentality is huge. And when we look at the folks that come out and practice and we shut down practice greens or we shut down the range or we shut down for a complete day for all of this facility, 
people are excited about it because they understand that what we're doing is not just about the game of golf, but it's how are we helping promote America's youth for success in the future? Nice. Uh, with Sam Snead being the biggest household name in Virginia golf and history of Virginia golf and him winning the only major that was hosted at the Belmont um, golf course in the 1940s, are y'all going to, have a tribute to him or maybe a little exhibit with his role in the uh, game of golf and game of golf in the state of Virginia. So we do have some history panels going up and we're not just limiting it just to Sam's need. Um, but one of the, we've named all the tee boxes after all of these hall of famers. We'll have five tee boxes. So it makes sense that we have five hall of famers that can touch it. Um, but Sam Snead's a huge aspect. I mean, we have photos of him from the 1949 championship. You know, that is actually his 1949 championship win is the same weekend that we, we launch our course back open again. So it's kind of surreal that those lined up that perfectly. Um, but we won't have a Sam Snead monument or anything along those lines. Um, but as we want to see this actually grow as well towards what we can do in the future of golf. Well, Mark, we really appreciate you coming on here and talking with us about the first tee program, about the Belmont Golf Course, and, and all the renovations that you guys are doing. Um, opening for public play May 29th, uh, Correct. I believe I read. So um, not too far away, and it, and it is pretty cool that it lines up with Sam Snead winning Virginia's only major on that course. So, um, again, we can't thank you enough for coming on here. We really appreciate it. Um, really glad you took some time to, to chat with us a little bit and, and we hope Belmont has, has all the success that, that we think it most likely will. Yeah, no, we're, thank you for the time. We're super excited to tell the story and have people understand the different thing we're doing. I mean, everybody's like, why aren't you 18 holes? Like, why are you 12? Getting to explain that story and the purpose. Um, you know, guys, when you, when you have time, come back out to Richmond. We'll get you set up. We'll get around for a loop on all of the courses. So come on out. Awesome. We really appreciate it. Thank you very much. Absolutely. Thanks, guys.